Nathan Rhodes is the uh, executive director of biosecurity here in the, the in the state. He's also the state coordinator coordinator for the fruit fly response. And uh, Nick Seacom is the manager of plant health organisations uh, operations with biosecurity. And both gentlemen join us this afternoon. Nathan and uh, Nick, good afternoon. Welcome to you both. Hello, now, the issue of fruit fly, uh, Nathan, first of all, tell us what's happening right now here in Adelaide with, uh, with fruit fly. Is it, a, is it a problem that's perhaps uh, bigger than in previous years? Yes, it possibly is. We've got uh, fruit fly outbreaks uh, currently impacting around 300 suburbs in Adelaide and, and some of the Riverland. Um, you, your listeners might be aware that fruit fly is one of the most destructive pests for, for fruit and certain uh, vegetables, and, and often you can't tell what's in a piece of fruit. Their eggs and maggots can be... Uh, difficult to see with the naked eye, even if you do cut that up. Um, fruit, fruit fly is not established in South Australia. Uh, it, this means that you know, people that have backyard fruit trees uh, can be confident their fruit wouldn't normally have maggots in it or be infested by fruit fly. Uh, and it also means our commercial growers don't have to use costly fruit treatments uh, before exporting their produce. That, that industry that's uh, vulnerable to fruit fly is worth about $1.3 billion a year and employs about 37,500 people. And it's also very important for those backyard fruit growers who, you know, there's some wonderful stone fruit around at this time of year in backyards and uh, people growing that stone fruit can be very confident that it's not going to have fruit fly maggots in it because South Australia is free of fruit fly. So we're working really hard here at Perza to eradicate these outbreaks um, and to make sure that we can go back to uh, it being in that place where we can grow our backyard fruit and, and export our um, fruit to other states and, and internationally without the risk of that infestation. So we have about nine uh, metropolitan outbreaks, uh, sorry, yeah, outbreaks across the metro- metropolitan area of Mediterranean fruit fly in Adelaide, and we have two outbreaks of Queensland fruit fly in the Riverland. Uh, if people want to have a look, you can check our maps on the Persian website, which get a very clear picture of, um, of where those outbreaks are in the affected areas. And we've introduced a colour coding system on those maps, so uh, it will make it easier for people to understand what they need to do and the restrictions in place, uh, depending on where they live in that fruit fly area. Uh, you mentioned the Mediterranean fruit fly and, and Queensland fruit fly up in the Riverland. Uh, they're two different types, and is one more infectious, more and in, more dangerous than the other? Yeah, they are different types. The, the Queensland fruit fly is one that obviously originates in Queensland and, and has since spread into New South Wales and Victoria and is now endemic in those areas. It means it's well established. Um, and, uh, and it's obviously a, a species that's been in Australia for a long time. Mediterranean fruit fly is only established in Australia in Western Australia. Uh, and it was an introduced species. So uh, it, it can be a little more more tricky to deal with than the Queensland fruit fly, but we're, we're very experienced in eradicating outbreaks of, of either fly, uh, and uh, we, we've got a, a very tried-and-true method that has been successful uh, a number of times in the past, and we're confident that it will be again. If you've got a question about fruit fly, and there's always questions about the, the uncertainty of the whole thing, now's the opportunity of talking to the gentleman and getting some absolute on-the-spot expert advice by calling us on 8223-0000. Nick, um, uh, Nathan just mentioned that it's impacting over 300 Adelaide suburbs and some areas in the Riverland. Is this, uh, is this more than we, we normally cop at this time of the year? So, Tony, as you, you'd know, uh, South Australia is normally free of fruit fly, and so 
um, fruit fly outbreaks are, are not common, um, but absolutely the, the response that we're um, responding to in Metropolitan Adelaide right now is the biggest response that we've ever um, launched in Metropolitan Adelaide. And so that's why we're asking for people's help in making sure that we can manage this situation and eradicate it quickly. Is it true that, that fruit fly can't actually travel far on their own? Uh, they, they need to hitch a ride on, on fruit and, and veggies to actually get into the state? Yeah, that's right, Tony. So fruit flies are actually fairly poor flyers, and they—I uh, suppose it's a fairly smart strategy. They find a place where they where they like to live, and they and they tend to spend most of their time there. But where they can travel long distances, if people move them in fruit, so part of their life cycle is fruit fly will lay their eggs in fruit, and then those eggs will develop into maggots inside the fruit. And of course, that's a that's a baby fruit fly ready to be transported around, and so it means that everyone can help stop the spread of fruit fly by knowing what to do to stop fruit fly moving around. So when fruit fly is detected, we put in a one and a half kilometre outbreak area boundary. Um, that's the red zone on our maps in the, in, on the website. Um, further out surrounding that area is a yellow area, which we call a suspension area. Uh, and further out again is where we've still got pest-free area arrangements, which is the green area on our maps. And so it's really important that we manage the movement of fruit and prevent fruit fly from moving within or outside. Um, so what that means if you're in a red area, it means that fruit and vegetables like fruit fly can't move from your property. We need to bring fruit and vegetables straight back from the shop in sealed bags or tied in a knot, for example, make sure it's sealed and keep it in your fridge rather than a fruit bowl. And any waste, be put out in your green bin and don't compost it at home. We've got arrangements in place with the composters to make sure that that waste is treated. Um, if you're in a yellow zone, uh, that's a suspension area. You can move fruit and veg that fruit fly like around within the yellow area, but again, don't cross that line outside into the green area. That's the only way that fruit fly can spread. And of course, if you're in the green area, you're enjoying the conditions that um, we normally have in, in South Australia, and that's a that's a fruit fly free zone. We're talking with uh, Nathan Rhodes and uh, Nick Seacombe. We're talking about how to stop the spread of the dreaded fruit fly in this state of ours. And gentlemen from uh, Redwood Park, uh, David is our first caller for you of the afternoon, and he's on the line now. Hello, David. So the question so is basically, what do they look like? What do the fruit flies look like? They are quite different pets. Um, so Queensland fruit fly is, almost looks like a small wasp. It's, it's, a, it's a little orange pet. And, and I must say, it is quite rare for us to actually see the flies. And so that's what we concentrate on telling people to look out for, for maggots in the fruit because that's the most common way of finding fruit fly. Um, but Queensland fruit fly is almost like a small little orange wasp and then the Mediterranean fruit fly is a speckled fly um, that, is, that is, again, quite small, might be five or six millimetres long. But again, we like to concentrate on looking for those maggots because that's a dead giveaway. If we've got maggots in fruit, we know there's a very good chance we need to check that out and make sure it's not fruit fly. Gentlemen, uh, Samantha's question were via an email on air at 5AA.com.au. Gentlemen, she said, if indeed uh, you suspect fruit fly, what are the immediate steps that you need to take? Who do you contact? Uh, what, uh, what's the next step? Yeah, thank you. So what we ask people to do is to uh, immediately seal the, the piece of fruit with the, the, the larvae in, in a uh, plastic bag uh, and give us a call on the fruit fly hotline, and that number is 1300 666 010 
uh, and we'll arrange for someone to come around and collect the fruit and uh, our entomologist will uh, identify it and determine if it is actually fruit fly and then we'll take an appropriate response from there. Ernie's question is a is a logical one. I hadn't thought about it. He said, are fruit fly seasonal things? Is it only at this time of the year in the hot, humid weather of Adelaide that, they, uh, that they're likely to be uh, prevalent and uh, to be about the place? Yeah, thanks. So they're certainly more active in the summer months. I think that's a combination. We, we know that they're quite smart little creatures. They can speed up their um, life cycle in the warmer months and complete a life cycle much quicker. And, of course, right now there's a whole lot of soft fruit available around which probably isn't as, as prevalent in the winter months, and so they're probably enjoying the conditions um, right now. And, and so what happens in the winter time is they can, they can survive, but they tend to find little microclimates in your backyard. They might find a little warm spot and they'll just, they'll just survive. They won't thrive, whereas, whereas right now, while there's um, fruit available, we have to be extra vigilant and make sure we don't move that fruit and make sure we can get on top of it while we've got the opportunity. Right, 17 minutes to two. We're talking with Nathan Rhodes and Nick Seacom about the um, how to stop the the spread of the the dreaded fruit fly in this state of ours. Um, a Marcia's question is a, a fairly simple one, but to, uh, okay, she said, "Are there any particular types of fruit that, that are more susceptible to the fruit fly infection?" No, that's a really good question, Tony and Marcia, because we do get that one a lot. Um, so it tends to be the soft, sweet fruits we all like, like stone fruit, apples, pears, bananas, avocados and citrus. Um, there's also certain vegetables, which are called fruiting vegetables, like tomatoes, capsicums and chilies. I'd really encourage your listeners to have a look at the fruit fly um, post list on the PERSA website. Um, but what it means is that if you're in one of those areas, we can't move those host fruits around. And, but there are safe alternatives. And, and so things like pineapple and melons and cucumber aren't fruit fly hosts. So you can move those types of fruit. And things like carrots and lettuce and broccoli, celery, mushrooms, asparagus, these are all healthy options that aren't fruit fly hosts. So we can certainly move those. And I guess the other message we try and um, promote, Tony, is you can do things to your fruit to take away the risks. And Obviously, cooking your fruit um, will kill anything that's in, inside it, so that's something that people can do. And processing fruit, like, like fruit straps, are another option that people can use instead of the, the fresh fruit. And pu- fruit puree or canned fruit or frozen fruit are the other options we can look at um, that uh, take away the risk of fruit fly infection. Okay. Michael's email, he said, uh, Gentlemen, you said that nearly 300 Adelaide suburbs are affected. Are they mainly suburbs uh, in the Adelaide Hills or is it along the coastline or is it generally across the Adelaide metropolitan area? Yeah, that's a good question and you can go and find that information on our website. Again, there are some maps there uh, which um, show exactly where the outbreak areas are and what the suspension areas are and you can also directly enter your suburb in uh, to the website and it will tell you exactly which zone your suburb falls into. As a general uh, summation, the outbreak areas start over at Semaphore uh, on the western side of the city and uh, they're all uh, joined up across to about the Campbelltown uh, Tranmere area. We have an outbreak up at Paraka uh, and then a separate outbreak down at the Black Forest area, which includes the suburbs around Black Forest. 
Back in a moment, so you've got a question for either of our guests, uh, Nathan Rhodes and uh, Nick Seacombe, talking about how we can stop the spread of the dreaded fruit fly. I mean, it's an industry that employs about 37,500 of us here in South Australia and worth to the state economy about $1.3 billion, not million, but billion dollars. So it's a big industry from an employment and certainly from a, a financial point of view. You've got a question? Here's the opportunity. It's just on a quarter to two now. Community Care and Transport Incorporated is your local not-for-profit community organisation. Friendly volunteers who are helping more than 3,000 people across the York Peninsula in Mid-North care in motion. We provide a number of services to our clients including community transport, a community visitor scheme as well as being a Services Australia agent. We can help you with Centrelink and other government services. For more details visit us communitycareandtransport.org.au Community Care and Transport Incorporated. Care in motion. The Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery is here with a $4 million grand prize. You could be living the dream mortgage-free in a fully furnished Scott Salisbury home on the Esplanade at Henley Beach. Plus, it comes with $1 million cash. With over 15,000 incredible prizes to win, you don't want to miss this one. Get your tickets at homelottery.com.au and join the fight for cures, better treatments and improved care. Licence M13939. One thing everyone remembers about a celebration or function is the food. So make it truly memorable with authentic Italian from Nonna's Cucina. We're able to cater to groups of all sizes, whether an intimate family gathering, right through to big corporate events, with everything from finger food to an Italian feast. No matter what you need for your next celebration or function, at Nonna's Cucina, we look forward to feeding you. Visit nonnascucina.com.au to find out more. Made with love. Shared with joy. Is that one there? Ah, oh, no. Oh, found one. Maybe not. Small car hiding behind the big ones. Oh, are they leaving? No, they're getting their bags out the back. I'll just do one more lap. The worst part about shopping is you usually spend more time looking for a park than in the shops, not at Newton Central. With access to over 500 car parks, you'll never have to do one more lap of the parking lot before you shop. Newton Central, Gorge Road, Newton. The BMW Demonstrator event is now on, which makes the untouchables somehow within reach and your dream somehow realistic. Visit your local BMW dealer today. T's and C's and exclusions apply. Jane pops into ACH Group to have a cuppa and a chat with exercise physiologist Jack about health services across ACH Group. What are the benefits of a great exercise program? Exercise has many benefits to health, so cardiovascular improvements to your to your heart function, as well as musculoskeletal joint pain, arthritis. It's definitely beneficial for many health conditions. To find out how ACH Group can support you to live a good life, visit achgroup.org.au. I'm Kathy Nagel, the Chief Executive of Western Hospital at Henley Beach. We are proud to announce the opening of our new cardiovascular theatre, which will occur in early March. This theatre will ensure that residents of Adelaide will have greater choice for their cardiovascular procedures. Western Heart Care and our vascular surgeons will ensure your care and safety is their priority. Western Hospital, your hospital that cares. For more information, call 8159-1200 or visit Western Hospital. The mate who brings his high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not his life jacket. Or the mate who has a skin full of his fancy craft beers, ruining the day by the river. You know the type. Some mates just miss the point. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mate safe. 
Make sure they wear a life jacket, avoid alcohol and avoid going alone when around the water. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Scrapture Caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. We're talking about uh, the issue, an important issue too, uh, fruit fly here in this state of ours with Nathan Rhodes and uh, Nick Seacom from from Biosecurity here in South Australia who do a great job. Gentleman from uh, Michelle, she said, uh, I started listening at about half past one. Could uh, could one of the gentlemen please, Pilko, explain to me again about those zones you were talking about, the red and the the yellow and I think it was the green zone. Uh, Gentleman, yeah, for uh, for Michelle who kind of missed out at the beginning of the segment. Yes, thanks, Michelle. So um, in order to manage a uh, fruit fly outbreak, we establish uh, two different zones. Um, and then, of course, um, we've got existing pest-free area arrangements. So the outbreak area is something we establish around 1.5 kilometres out from the outbreak centre, and that's the red zone. And so if you go into the PERS map uh, website, you'll see a map there. And that's really important that um, host fruit and vegetables, the fruit and vegetables that fruit fly like, don't move off your property if you're in that red zone. You can take it home in sealed bags, you can keep it in your fridge and eat it on your property. And then we've got the yellow zone, which is the suspension area around those outbreak areas. And you can move fruit and veg that fruit fly like within that yellow area, but just don't take it out. Um, and of course, the rest of the state is, is still green. Alrighty. Andrea's question, she said, uh, gentlemen, if indeed fruit fly is discovered on your suburban property, are you liable to any fines or penalties? That's a really good question. We do answer that one a lot too, and, and absolutely not. We we require um, some assistance from people, and, and really it's about working together to make sure we can access um, people's property to do the work we need to do. But it's it's not about um, blame, and it's not about trying to find um, that sort of result. We're, we're interested in, in getting rid of the fruit fly, and so... If we do find fruit fly or if you're in one of these outbreak areas, you'll be contacted by one of our um, team members and we'll be looking to come and both manage fruit um, to make sure we don't have fruit lying around on the ground or moving and also to apply an organic bait in the area to make sure we can kill any fruit flies that are around. But absolutely, we need to work with people to um, collaboratively eradicate the pest. Right. From uh, from Tom said, um, is it possible uh, you could actually bring fruit home from one of the supermarkets or, or, or your local fruit shop that's infected with the fruit fly. Is, is that at all feasible, possible? Yes, it is possible. Um, we, we do have uh, controls in place to try and limit that occurrence, but it is uh, something that could occur. Uh, and we do uh, have um, detections of larvae in commercial produce uh, that, that we do need to respond to. And so that's why we're asking people to be uh, careful about all fruit fly host material, um, all, all the sorts of fruits that people like, not just the homegrown or the store-bought. It applies equally to both. Alrighty. Uh, an email from Heather. as says, gentlemen, my kids attend school in a restricted zone. Is it OK to send uh, dried fruit? I also note that strawberries are only problematic for Queensland fruit fly. Are they okay to send in lunch boxes during this current outbreak? From Heather. Good question, Heather. Thanks, Heather. So, yeah, there's some really good points that we need to clarify there. And absolutely, so dried fruit, um, fruit that's been dried commercially, is, is a means of preventing fruit fly damage. And so dried fruit is something that people can still move. And, yes, the story of, of strawberries, we talk about the fruit that um, fruit fly like, and Strawberries is one of those where um, our current response in Metro Adelaide is a med fly, Mediterranean fruit fly response. 
And uh, strawberries aren't a host for Mediterranean fruit flies. So strawberries are one of those ones that can still be moved. Of course, where we've got an issue with Queensland fruit fly, like in the Riverland right now, then strawberries are on the list. So um, it's a really good question to clarify that one. Tell me, gentlemen, uh, we all grew up coming across the border, coming back from Mildura or somewhere or another, and there was the, the fruit fire in, inspectors. Is that still viable, and do they still get many cases of, uh, of potential fruit fly coming, trying to come across the border into SA? Yeah, that's a good question also. We still have um, four fruit fly quarantine stations uh, around the state, and, and the one on the road from Mildura is at Yamba, uh, and that's one that... Um, uh, we do see quite a lot of traffic coming directly from Victoria, which does have Queensland fruit fly established in it. So we do have a, uh, a significant presence there. And, of course, you're coming straight into the Riverland Pestbury area, which is one of our premier fruit-growing regions. So we do take a, a particularly strong stance against fruit coming in uh, from Victoria along through that Yamba Road. So um, we do have uh, regular detections of fruit. Uh, we stop every vehicle and search every vehicle and speak to every driver that comes through the Yamba quarantine station. Uh, and we do uh, issue offence uh, expiation notices for people who are bringing fruit uh, directly into that pestry area. It's really important to understand that, um, as we've explained, with fruit uh, being the primary means of spreading fruit fly, a single piece of fruit could bring maggots into the Riverland or into South Australia. And so that is one of the, the, the prime risks that we try to manage by um, stopping every car and making sure that no fruit comes through. Nathan Rhodes and uh, Nick Seacombe from uh, Biosecurity here in SA talking about the dangers, the ever-present dangers of bushfire for, of uh, fruit fly. Uh, Gavin wants to know, he said, uh, if uh, indeed fruit fly were to be detected on a property, what happens? Are the plants pulled out or is it simply a case of spraying or uh, netting? Uh, how do the authorities go about it? Thanks for that. So there's a number of things that we need to do to control fruit fly and really it's focused around... Um, uh, making sure that we can control any adult flies that are around, but also making sure we stop them spreading. And so um, if we have a detection, uh, our, our program starts based on the um, frequent application of an organic bait. And the organic bait is a really good product because it attracts the fruit flies to it, they eat it and they die. And that's a really good way of targeting the adult flies. Um, at the same time, we also, if we find larvae in the fruit, so if we find maggots in the fruit, we do remove those fruit because that's how we can break the life cycle of the fruit fly. And so we'll take those fruit away and we'll treat them and destroy them. Um, and then really it's a matter of making sure that we continue to pick up any fallen fruit from the area and make sure we can break that life cycle and we continue that on until we know that the fruit fly has been removed. And then, and then at the end of that program, once we know we've had a really good chance to knock down any adult flies that are there, we introduce a sterile insect technology program where sterile insects are used to finish the job, really. They're there to make sure that if there's any um, small numbers of wild flies still left in the outbreak area, that they're overwhelmed and they're not able to breed, and so we break the life cycle in that way. All right. Just finally, gentlemen, Ian says... Uh Pilka, a bit like you, I'm not really good with IT. Can you ask the uh, your guests, uh, your gentlemen there, if there indeed is a hotline number that we could ring to actually get the information and just find out how we're uh, how we're going with our particular fruits? Yes, there is. Look, we, we would encourage anyone who has any concerns or questions about uh, fruit fly in their backyard or, or indeed anywhere to call the fruit fly hotline, which is one three hundred triple six zero one zero. 
that's the number one way that we, we get information from the public about what might be happening in backyards and it's critically important to our ability to respond to, uh, to outbreaks and detections of, of larvae and fruit quickly. So uh, I'd, I'd encourage any of your listeners to call us on, on that fruit flow hotline, one three hundred triple six zero one zero. Nathan and uh, Nick, thanks for the time this afternoon. Good luck with the program, an important program. You said it employs about 37,500 of us here in South Australia and to the local economy is worth about $1.3 billion. It really is a very big issue. Uh, Nathan Rhodes and Nick Seacombe, thanks, uh, gentlemen. We'll talk no doubt sometime down the track. Thanks for the time. Okay. It's.